Welcome to Breaking Barriers. You know your path. We know the obstacles. And we can teach you how to tear them down. And now your host, CEO and founder of Adapting Social, John Vigero. Guys, welcome back to Breaking Barriers. This is actually V2. <laughs> my man, man Leosi over here. This is V2. Uh, we recorded this and it was funny because there was a little bit of a mix up and it was going to be virtual, but my man showed up in person, which I was still pumped about, which actually was 10 times better yeah. because I think the energy, the vibe we had was like for real. Um, and then, uh, so I didn't have my film team here and before you know it, we were ready to get into editing and they're like, do you have the sound? <laughs> Where, where's the footage? Like, we, we have the footage, but we don't have any sound. And I'm like, no, 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 you have to have sound. And they're like, nope, no sound. So boom, V2, here we go. But you know what? We're gonna make it better. We're gonna make it two times better this time. All right, two times better. Um, again, so for people out there, like who is this guy, Leo C. Reason? Please tell them a little about yourself. So, um, like you said, my name is Leo C. Reason. Uh, I'm a third of the business development team at Equine Bro. Uh, Shout out to Jamie and Kayla. God, you got it. And Ka- oh yes, I like forget. it. Come on, you're married. You can't you're forget. Right, you're right. Happy wife. Yes, happy life. that's true. But also, she's a badass though too. I've met her. A bunch of times, but yes, right. Shout out to Jamie and Kayla. Thank you. And I'm also a um, youth development coach and a sports sports specific trainer um, mm-hmm. on my downtime. So that is a little bit about me. Um, Talk real quick though, but so the youth development thing. We're gonna get into that a little bit later. But but I think that's a big point that um, is really really cool about what you do. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so um, as a child, um, you know, we always try to understand the world and what's right and what's wrong and right. I had a lot of great mentors a lot of people in my corner um, who kind of guided me on a good path yeah. um, but I've had friends unfortunately who didn't have that and I always would understand like why did this kid go left when he mm. had so much talent and ability um, and I just started to realize that it was just the support and, and, and the education um, and I started to create my own little niche. Mm-hmm. Um, I call it aesthetic intellect. Um, the the message is basically, you know, the the mind is the strongest muscle in the body. Yep. Um, because if we can believe something, then we really are unstoppable. Right. Um, and it's really taking kids to see what their gift is mm. and use that to give them the next 30 years of their lives. Right. Um, and obviously I am. I'm a sports buff, but it's not only sports related. It could be arts. It could be music. It could be mm. cooking. Be an artist. It, it could be a lot. Um, and it's just, I want to give them the support and the resource that I have so they can see like their potential mm. and use that. Because obviously, you know, as a youngster, those choices that you make can mold your life. And just imagine if you had someone saying, hey, you're going to be this entrepreneurial genius. Right and gave you all the resources versus kind of growing up and figuring it out on your own. Totally. It, it could have been a, a completely different story. So it's one of, one of my buddies growing up to that point, who was a very, very talented baseball player, um, got busted with uh, selling weed, essentially, and he had a full ride to a college and got revoked. That quick. That quick. So like all that work that he put in, all the times he practiced, so that's what you're talking about. It's like exactly. That's one of the things. But it's like giving you the insight to the blind spots that you have prior to next exactly. level stuff, you know, for example, which is awesome that you're doing. Like dance, you know, um, some kids can go to Juilliard and to all of these prestige institutions, but what if you can't afford it? Right. What's like the next step? Yeah. You know, you're a kid who is great with art, but can't afford 
painting and all the necessary, like how can you still express yourself? Right. So from little things of, you know, the YMCA's where they have funds, where they have like an actual art program and, and finding scholarships for these music schools right. and for these art schools so right. that they have the opportunity. Because I feel like once you figure out what your gift is, mm-hmm. you tap into that and, yes. <laughs> and you're gone. So you, so what made you fall in love with doing this? You said growing up, like, you know, you've seen some things and you just wanted to help. Like what, what popped out of you to be like, I got to go do this? I, it's unfortunate. I had a friend who was very talented yeah. um, and had everything at the palm of his hand um, and just made an unfortunate decision. And I felt like because some of the people in his corner weren't educated yeah. and he just didn't have that support. Right. And... I looked at it as, as a well. What if he did? Like, where would he be? What would happen? What if would he did? happen? Um, and as I was training youngsters, I saw the impact that I was having just from doing the little things of like telling the kid, like, "Hey, I need to see your report card. Mm. I need to see your progress report." You know, and and speaking to the parents, saying, "Hey, I understand you're paying for the service, but." If the child's grades are not proficient, I'm going to give you your money back and I'm not going to train them because right. this is all a privilege. Playing a sports right. and all of that's a privilege. And, and setting that precedence of, wow, like my trainer is checking my grades. Like right. he actually cares. Yeah. And just that little bit just started to snowball. And I'm like, wow, like I can actually like do something with this. And, and I've learned a lot through my years, you know, and even in recruiting just a small asset, right? If you didn't have a brother, an uncle, or a grandfather, mm-hmm. or somebody who understood that, how do you, how does a mom take a kid to a visit yep. and understand like right what's a full ride, what's a partial ride, all those details? It, there's so much. Yes, and you know that institution and the expenses only add up. It gets up there, you know. Books, uh, you're spending two hundred fifty dollars for a book. And that's just one class. Right. So it's like how like how does a parent navigate that if they've never walked that path? Right. And I just had a lot of people in my corner, like I said, who gave me some, you know, knowledge and I just shared that because I've had a lot of parents go, Leo, if you didn't tell me about this, I would be completely clueless. I would not know what to do. When you got Leo in your corner. You know, it, Carl, I, I, I just try to put the good energy out there and I like it. And like I said, you know, some people just don't have the knowledge and the experience mm-hmm. and the background and don't understand that recruiting is actually a business. Right. Even though that you don't look at it like that, it's a business. The institution's going to use you for your likelihood, jersey, pictures, promotion, mm-hmm. websites, everything you could think Attract of. Attract more people to the, to the school. Exactly. Right. And, you know, as an athlete, you're going to use that institution for that degree, which is supposed to give you the next 40 years of your life. Right. But like I said, if mom, dad, or uncle, brother didn't understand, well, when do I commit? Do I right. say yes to this person? Well, what if I say yes and then they take it back? Like there's just there's just so, so many much things. That goes into it. You know, one of the things that we had one of our uh, podcast guests actually was on today brought up, and his quote, you know, I threw that quote question at you, but his quote was, um, "The lack of knowledge is the biggest expense in life." And when you think about that. In every sense, right? Like if you're driving a car for the first time, you fucking hit a hit another car, or you you do something wrong, you didn't have enough experience, you didn't have enough knowledge, right? It's like you bought you bought a house in a down market. Now you lost on a financial situation because you didn't have the experience or the knowledge, right? And the biggest expense in life is is the is not having the knowledge, right? So I love what you're doing, guys. Um, I'm obviously going to give him a shout out with all his tags and where to find him at the end. 
Um, but what a great resource, man. I, I really respect you for what you're doing there. Seriously. Right. I think it's I think it's next level. And again, and I want to be a part of any way I can to help you. Absolutely. In any way, if you ever need anything, I got your back to the, to the end, bro. I love what you're doing. Um, now let's get back. So, you know, one of the things that, that I love about you though too, that I've got to know, and this is why I'm glad this is V2 here, is you, so you're making moves obviously in your career, you know, the clean bro. You have a passion, you know, uh, business slash project you have on the side that you're also doing and building up, right? Um, yet you're still in great shape. You seem like obviously, you know, you're very active, right? Obviously, I know you were an athlete. How do you fit the time in? So for people out there that make the excuse, I don't have enough time, blah, 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 my health. What would, like, what, how do you maintain, you know, your build and your health and all that stuff? Oh, man. How do I make the time? Um... That's rough. Um, I feel like we're creatures of habit. So, you know, from a youngster, you, you know, you go from sports to school. And then it's just like again and again. And then, you know, when I was in college, we had practice at 6 a.m. Right. So I'm just so used to just getting up, you know, once football was over. That routine. It's just like embedded in my mind. Even if I try not to wake up, <laughs> I still wake up. How, how long has football been over for? About ten, about ten, about ten years. Right. So, and you still got it in you. Boom. It's just I'm I'm I was just so used to it. Right. And I think that like after it ended, and that shock value of me still continue to wake up, and I'm like, wait, football's over. Like you don't have to. Um, I kind of had like a a weird point in my life where it's like, do I really need to continue this? Because I'm like. Right. Look, I'm not a professional athlete, not an NFL, not NBA. <laughs> it was all over, so I'm like, I right. didn't see like the purpose in it. But right, right. Which most people just walk away after. Ac- absolutely. I get my extra sleep. I can start eating whatever I want. <laughs> you know the gummy bears, but you know how you said we want to dig in deeper. The the true why and why. Like I studied sports medicine, um, and this is like a very exclusive. Um, I was going to a football camp. Uh, I had a cousin who was going to University of Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom was telling me, if you think you're going to go to school that far away and play a sport, you should go up there and watch what your cousin does mm-hmm. a couple of days before and really take it in. Right. And Here we go. Get that experience. Exactly. To really, like, lock Smart. in. Because being a, a student athlete is very hard. It right. does not matter where you go. You have so much more of an expectation mm-hmm. from the team aspect to the community service aspect and your studies. And I went to the camp, um, but long story short, um, my father was coming to pick me up and got sick on the drive. Ooh. Um, and sick to the point where he had to pull over. He was like on Route 80, had to call the um, ambulance. Oh. And it was actually during like a weird flood storm. So I was stuck. Luckily, I had some family um, close by um, and he had a procedure. And it was almost like I had a moment where I was like, wait, like my dad like is having like a real procedure. And it was happening as he was driving. My dad was always like an active individual and tried to do what he thought was taking care of himself. Right. And it went really bad, and I was up in upstate New York for almost like two weeks. Wow! Yeah. Um, Holy smokes! And, and you're supposed to be there for how long? Only the camp is only five days. Okay. So luckily, I had family that I stayed with, um, and trying to understand what the doctor was saying. They basically said, you know, due to some of 
my father's eating habits and just lack of exercise lately something with his spleen and and his blood pressure and his sugar almost put him into a stroke and the doctor literally told him you have to fix your life and i can remember it like clear as day and i'm just sitting there and i started thinking about like wow like my dad really could have passed away in this moment and i kind of took it upon myself to basically say okay if i can fix him right i can fix anybody and I never wanted to study medicine or anything. Yeah. I actually wanted to be like a sports broadcaster. Okay. I used to be obsessed with like Walt Clyde Fraser. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be a mod Rashad on NBA TV. <laughs> I just right. thought it was so cool yeah. and fun. You get stats, you get to watch the game. Right, dress up in a sexy suit. Exactly, you get to be on camera. Right. I just thought like that was what I wanted to that do. That was success. But then when that happened to my dad, it almost like I had like a an epiphany moment. I was like, I have to change. I have to like something was just speaking to me. Right. And from that day, I said, all right. I said, my next real life goal, I said, if I can help him, I said, the goal is somewhat achievable. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're dealing with health, the first aspect or obstacle you deal with is trusting, whether it's your trainer, provider, you you, right. you want them to trust you. Correct. And they're Correct. like, well, why do I trust you? Right. But if I can make my father a byproduct of that, the man who gave me life, I don't think there's nothing else that could stop me. Like, there's yeah, no... Right. man gave me life. If he believes me, <laughs> Linda, you yeah. can believe me too. Correct. And it just... From that point, I took my studies, like, super seriously. And I always would, you know, study and, and read journals and just try to... I would actually call the doctor and I told him, like, what, what was going on. And he would send me things to read and... And it just made me more impactful. And, and, and actually, my family asked me about all the health advice, what exercises, what should I do? Yep. And I have, like, these moments where I just sit there and I laugh because, like, that's, like, a fulfilling moment to me where my family is coming directly to me. So that's that's for, big. For advice or for guidance. Or, you know, I have a younger cousin who's playing softball. She gets injured. Mom calls me. Okay, who should I go to? What right. should she do? Like, that to me is just... It's it's something different because there wasn't really a health aspect yeah. driven individual individual in my family. It was right. all about just sports and the fact that I could set a trend and do something different and still be impactful to not only right. my family but to my community. Did you wound up still going to that college? No, I actually went. To, well, I went to Hamilton, which was not too far from it, okay. but it it. it it kind of set in because the sc- I wanted to get into SU, but unfortunately I didn't get into it. Okay. But the second step um, was the school in Hamilton and had a very parallel right. um, sports medicine program. Okay. So, um, well, well, you know what's beautiful about this story and everybody watching right now, I think the, the key takeaway here, and I get this all the time, like I actually just recently hired a nutritionist myself. You know, I think that you either, I know people in business that are super successful. I know people in real life that are not super successful, that are very healthy and vice versa on both sides. And when you don't take care of your body, eventually one day, you're going to have to. And it's not going to be in the most optimal situations, right? Like that. Like you're on a way to a trip somewhere that's a very unoptimal situation to be in. And, um, and that's why I think it's so important you just said that though because a lot, of, a lot of times people wait and then boom, now you're forced to get, take your, put your health we in check. We wait until it gets bad. Right, right, right. So I think that's the biggest thing. And that's why me and my wife, you know, I was like, listen, we got to jump in. We got to take care of our health better. Just better food choices, you know, moving the body more, things like that. Um, so anybody out there that's not doing that, I, I highly recommend that. 
um, either way, your health will catch up to you. It, you <laughs> and, it's, it's, and it's very, it's being mindful, just the little things. Yeah. Just, you know, drinking enough water, mm-hmm. taking a multivitamin if need be. We're right. not saying you got to be the seven day a week gym goer. You don't be too saying bolt. Yeah, just, just be mindful. <laughs> or Phelps. You know, and I think, listen, and, and one of the things that I started to even do on my side, because, you know, I, I used to actually bodybuild before I started my business. And I was like really, really into it, dude. Like for me, my, me, my best friend, Andrew, we would work out like sickly. Um, and I, we did it for like over five, six years. And then fast forward, obviously the business got really busy and I started working on flex in the business and not my biceps. And, uh, and then I just completely fell off. And I've, I found myself in a position where I'm not as motivated and I don't love working out the way I used to. I used to love it, I used to be obsessed with it. Um, and now I'm just not. I'd rather be doing other things, rather be growing businesses, working with my team, doing other things with my wife, family time, personal development. Um, but one of the things that I got into recently, just to, like you said, it's a little things is I've a pool in my backyard and I was like, I'm going to start swimming because it works every, uh, you know, every body and every muscle part in your body better yet. So, uh, muscle group, there you go. But so I started to do it at the beginning of the summer and now, you know, that's how I start my mornings. I end my night every night. Um, and I do 20, 30 laps and it's, it's at your own pace. Right. And some people it's like just going for walks. Like you don't have to run, you know, there's always that excuse of like, Oh, I don't want to do this. And I get it more than ever because I didn't want to do this shit. I was so focused on other things. and I'm just not motivated anymore by like, to me, I don't, I don't have to like before it was like, I have to be jacked. Like I want to be shredded and this and that. Um, and the intentions change. Right. And I think that you know, as long as you're out there moving your body, it's good for your mental health too. Absolutely. And, and I've learned that as well. So I think it's super important to his point, um, get, just, just make some movement, make little changes, do little things. Um, so thank you for that. And I, and I, and I appreciate that, that, uh, that segment though, because we didn't bring that up last time. No. Um, and you didn't talk about your dad last time there. Um, is he okay now? Is he still making moves? Is he healthier? What's the deal? It's funny because I think, and he won't give me my credit, I think he, in his 60s now, he's probably in better shape than he was mid-30s. Let's go. He won't say it, but like, I've had people stop me in the grocery store or something and say, what are you doing with your dad? Like, why does he look like? Right. And, and, and I haven't even really written, I don't write things down. He will literally like watch or he will ask me and I will go to the gym with him or I will physically go yep. to the grocery store and say, this, this is good, this is good. Right. And I maybe said it a handful of times and just like, you know, when you're learning how to ride the bike, I took the training wheels off and boom, you know, he, he, he sees, he saw the difference in my body too. And I think that's what really got him, you know, from playing college football, I was like 250, 260. Wow. And then, you know, I lost a lot of weight because I was like, I don't really need this weight anymore. But he saw how I did it and didn't yeah. really ask. It was just like, okay, okay. I'm taking a picture of that. Okay, I'm taking right. a picture of that. I'm right. taking a picture of that. Um, and he adapted and, and made a program that fit for himself. And, wow. And he sees a difference because, you know, as you get older, things are, are a lot more vital to happen. Especially, you know, whether it's high blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, type, right. one, type, type 1 diabetes, type 2. Right. And just doing the little things kind of just takes that window of opportunity and just slowly... Boom. Closes it. So. Yeah. Congrats on that, man. And congrats on putting your family first. You know, I could tell obviously that guy regardless. You're a good dude. So it's good to see that you were able to help your family because what else, what else is more important than that? Nothing else. Yeah. And it's- we, we, we had a segment last time and I, and I, and I style shifted this last time because I don't typically do this, but I, I let you open up for any Q&A that you had for me or anything like that. Do you have any questions? So you were talking about competing and 
I mean, I could pull up some pictures too. What drove you to competing? Because I did too. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of opened my eyes to a couple of things, but what was your why? Like, what drove you to right. do it? And, and working out? Yeah. So I didn't actually, I didn't do stage. Okay. I didn't actually compete that way. My buddy, my buddy does okay. and did. Okay. Um, I didn't do it at the time because I was, so at that time, um, uh, I was starting the business, right? And it wasn't, I was nowhere near as busy, obviously, as, as I was even a couple of years ago. So I had all this time on my hands, and it was it, what motivated me. And I'll be dead fucking honest, because I, I like to be honest. Everybody that watches and listens to my content knows this um, that I that I keep it real. But I was motivated, I think, mainly by you know being single and getting out there and okay. looking ripped. And I think that was the number one motivation for me. But it was secondly, well, actually, no, I think it's a combo. It was that definitely. I think I think the girl hunting was number one. Okay. Number two, I think was I growing up. I was always a string bean. I was a very very skinny kid and tall. Um, so I used to always get my chops. But I said, "Oh, string bean, <laughs> little that is that right?" So I was always like, "Fucking a man." So I actually used to use, like eat my ass off, drink um, weight gain protein. Okay. I was everything you can think of. You know, um, I was doing. And so once I got a little bit older and was able to like my metabolism started to slow down a little bit um, and I started, you know, really taking different supplements and stuff, um, I started to really get bigger and put on, you know, put on more weight and stuff. And for me, I think that was the second thing. It was the competition with myself. It's like everyone used to joke around me, call me string bean. And then, and then fast forward, when I got into better shape, they'd be like, oh, damn, like everyone noticed instantly. Like, yo, you look great, man. Like, that's crazy. Um, but now I think my difference is I'm going to set a goal for myself. In at some point, I haven't I haven't clarified or brought clarity to the goal yet. Okay. But my goal though is to get back into the shape that it was when I was at my like most you know biggest and shredded and all that other stuff. Um, and I want to do it because when you see people who are super successful, even like right now, like look at like Jeff Bezos. Like you saw a picture of him. If you see a picture of him recently, he's actually got muscles now. Whereas you see him like five years ago, he was balding. He was skinny as hell. Yeah. Looked like shit because he's working all the time. Um, but the, I think the pinnacle of success uh, for me is not just financial or monetary. It's, it's also health related. Um, and so that's why I'm starting right now with my wife, with this nutritionist and getting myself back moving, you know, more of my body. Um, but I think that that's the biggest thing, man. Because you look at anybody, whether you're looking at Grant Cardone, you look at, you know, even Tony Robbins, other people like that. Like they're all in shape of some sort. Yet they're also crushing it in business, yeah. and they realize the correlation between mind body, um, and that's the biggest thing that that now that now motivates me. Okay. Um, but for you though, what was that? It was. This is going to sound a little outlandish, but it was the the selfish factor. So you know, when you're playing team sports, you think of we, right? You know, if you think of I gotta get up, I gotta go work out because if I don't, I'm letting you down. Mm -hmm. And when that ended. I was just like, well, what do I do to kind of keep me going? Right. And I had buddies who competed, and I was just like, ah, not for me. Right. You know, I was familiar with it. I've seen Generation Iron and all the old school movies. Love that movie. So I was familiar, but I was like, ah. And he was like, listen, he was like, it will be a moment of true strength. Right. And you should try it once. I said, okay. A lot of dedication. A lot. A, 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 and especially, you know, you're you're trying to go to work mm -hmm. and do it. So, like, you know, bodybuilding wasn't my job. It was just, like, something I wanted to embark on. And I think I did it because of the self-accountability. Um, you know, my whole life, like I said, it, it was always team. I always had right. someone to 
come on, man, like we got to get through it. And I think when that ended, I was very like lost. Mm. And I was like, well, what can I do to kind of bring me back? Right. And the fact of that, like you have to keep yourself accountable. Right. It allowed me to kind of mature, even mature a little bit more because in a business aspect, I'm like, I can't rely on anybody. If I want something done, I have to hold myself accountable. I have to get up and make it happen. Yeah. And I think that kind of allowed me to have a stronger mindset mm. um, to be able to realize, hey, like, look, we have goals. We have things we have to accomplish. If we don't do it, they're not going to happen. It's not going to magically, you know, accomplish itself. I can't rely on my team and say, hey, come on, buddy. Like, you you can do this for come me. On, right. No, I have to do it for myself. So it allowed me to kind of build a stronger mindset for myself and realize, like, if I want to accomplish something, yeah, I'm going to need my team. But I have to hold myself accountable yeah. before I hold anybody else accountable. Love that, man. I love that. And, that you know, that's – I think that's like me growing up. I, I played football. I played basketball. Um, and I think that that's the one thing that I liked for a moment about business too. And I think that's what I loved about um, the beginning of business. So in wrapping up here, though, I found myself, you know, in the beginning competing and saying, wow, you know, we are, you know – in a team sport like basketball, like football, and then you find yourself in a different position where it's like, it was just me in the beginning, obviously, so I was just going door to door, selling, 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 selling. So it put me in a position where I was like, damn, you know, like this is actually, you know, I can, like I'm not relying on anybody else. But then when you start to scale, yeah. and then it's, it's like, like, wait, you need like, help, you need, yeah, you need a team. <laughs> you need a good team. Um, and so, you know, that's obviously important. Um, now, having that said, uh, as we come to the end here, is there any, like what is, what is the legacy that you want to be remembered by? Ooh. By your friends, family, potential the future kids. The 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 legacy I want to um, leave um, is definitely something powerful. Definitely something along the lines of I put a positive thing into my community mm-hmm. and my family. Um, you know, I I want to be remembered as a good individual, but I I want to be one of those people where a kid could look back and be like, wow, like that that guy wasn't related to me. He didn't owe me anything. But he helped me at a very pivotal point um, in my life. And to be able to do that for a kid and for that kid to do that for somebody else. To, yeah. to start the train of... I love that, man. Just make an impact one person at a time in your life. And where can people engage you, follow you, and follow your work and what you're doing, man? And how can they get in- involved? Um, you can email me at um, leoreason62 at iCloud.com. Um, my youth mentorship Instagram is aesthetic underscore intellect. Okay. Um, you can reach out to me and yeah, if any, you know, youth have any questions or any resources or anything that they need, feel free to reach out to me. This, this is no cost. This is, <laughs> this is something that I love. So passion, you gotta, you gotta give this man a follow, reach out to him. Anybody, whether you're a parent or somebody who knows a cousin or a friend, you know, that's still in high school making moves, you know, reach out. I think major impact can happen. And Leo for round two, I appreciate your time. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, you know, this was, uh, you know, this was V2, but I think, again, time's one asset we don't get back. So you being here again means the world to me. Hey, thank you again. Thank you, my man. I appreciate you.